Discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Listeners, we would jump after you too. Uh, I have the sniffles and a sinus infection, but I'm here because I can't be stopped. <laughs> I. It's so nice hearing your voices, guys. It's tough to get through the weekend, and I'm sure our listeners feel the same way. Uh, do they? I don't know. Well. We're assuming. Well, they can let us know by giving us an iTunes rating, our our earliest plug yet. (laughs) Um, Okay, so in this minute, minute 41 of Titanic, Jack and Rose talk about Wisconsin. Jack stole my pickup line. (laughs) That's funny. That's actually a question I had. Does ever been to Wisconsin work as a pickup line? Sounds like it doesn't, Joe. Nope. Every woman (laughs) has looked at me the exact same way that our... Rose does in our screenshot for the episode. Did they look at you weird because you live in Wisconsin? Or because they were on a ledge? What I do is I go to uh, rest areas along the border of Wisconsin and Michigan, Minnesota, <laughs> Iowa, and <laughs> Illinois. He just hit up, he hit up the rust belt in general. And then I just sort of walk around and ask if anyone's ever been to Wisconsin. And if the answer is no, then I just point which way on the freeway they can go to get there. Oh, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, so Jack does just that, just not at the rest stop. And her response does seem correct. She just stares at him, and then it goes, what? <laughs> That's usually what they say to me, too. I'm yeah. in the middle of killing myself, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see I'm busy? Um, at well, which can... point, then Jack starts talking about Wisconsin. So we find out a little bit about Jack Dawson here. Uh, grew up uh, in Chippewa Falls. And, uh, you know, we guys, we should all be familiar. We all live uh, uh, in the area around Chippewa. Not really. Not around well, Chippewa Falls. Yeah, I used now. to. I grew up somewhat near it, north of it, where it was even colder, guys. Uh, but we you were was familiar. It as, was it as cold as ice? <laughs> we can't do it again, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> not willing to sacrifice. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Chippewa Falls, um, most known probably to uh, others as the home of Leidenkugels. The beer where when you're poor, you think is the fancy stuff to grab when you're in college. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ooh, we sprung for lineys. That was one of the, the first beers I ever had that I thought was uh, upscale. My and privilege was- is shining through there by by calling lineys cheap. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, will, I will say that, you know, before the big boom of craft brews, I mean, like, Line and Kugels was a beer to be excited about when it was on tap. Like, oh, they have Line and Kugels on tap. Okay. Yeah. One of the early sellouts to Macro Brew, too. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, and uh, he talks about uh, Lake Wissota. Fact check. Oh. Fact check. I was going to say, I'm guessing we all found the same thing to talk Fact about. Fact check. It's... It's funny you say this because in some ways I was listening to the commentary of the cast and crew and uh, they mentioned like this is one of the few things we got wrong. <laughs> I was like, what? One of the few things? I mean, but okay. So the big thing here is you guys, uh, well, why don't you uh, uh, 
Uh, Duff, why don't you tell us about that? Uh, you're going to let the Minnesota guy do yeah, this? You, you guys, uh-uh. Well, right, Ro- okay. Rob is the only person born and bred the whole way through in Wisconsin, so he can do it. He's not. Right. He's never so, been allowed to leave the state. <laughs> his, his ankle bracelet goes off. So ever been to Wisconsin is a terrible pickup line for me. Um, <laughs> so Lake Wissota is a lake that is east of Chippewa Falls. Uh, is a deep lake. It's 72 feet deep. The problem, James Cameron, is it was actually formed when the Wissota Hydraulic Dam was built in 1917. Uh-oh. Owned. Owned. It's well, a, I, It's a fake lake at this point in time. Yes. To be fair, there's only um, about 15,700 lakes in Wisconsin. So <laughs> well, it, he had, now, did not have many to choose from. Now, 1912, I think there was like 12. 15 lakes. <laughs> we had Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, yes. and Lake Winnebago. It That's was, it. It was desert country back then. <laughs> the glaciers hadn't yet melted. <laughs> That's why it was so cold. Um, so uh, yeah. how do you, what do you think about that number there, uh, Duff? F- over 15,000 lakes oh. here in Wisconsin. Uh, I assume that you're taunting me over Minnesota's slogan of the land of 10,000 lakes. Indeed. You're, I sense you're a bit miffed about it. I don't know how many lakes Minnesota actually has. Not Over, as many. Over 10,000, though, for sure. Well, just... <laughs> I right, already looked so... it up. We have more. Well, I mean, uh, Minnesota's not saying they have more lakes. They just say they have the land of 10,000 lakes, which is not that's incorrect. That's true. Te- it's technically, it's it's a kind of a lie of omission, I guess, or a brag of omission. Um, this says, yeah, Minnesota has 11,842 lakes of 10 acres or more. It would be like us telling someone that we have a podcast, but not saying which podcast. We have the we have the highest rated Titanic themed podcast. Yes, we think <laughs> land of the Titanic podcast. God, I hope that's true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't what didn't we find some Titanic history podcasters? Or no, it was a TV network. Yeah, right? it, there's some Roku channel for Titanic, isn't there? Yeah, and there's also a book. Uh, called Titanic Minute by Minute, which <laughs> I hope they don't find out about this podcast. <laughs> but essentially, they go over like the actual sinking of the Titanic. Minute so by minute. one thing, um, another thing that kind of connected is that I think that it's a common thing for um, I want to say graphic illustrators or computer design people to do a final project and just do the Titanic sinking. Because I go to YouTube and just do Titanic minute by minute. There's a lot of simulations, some of them ranging in graphic quality. But I feel like that's a thing. Like if you go to uh, visual design school or something, and it's a good fallback project. Like, uh, just do the Titanic sinking at like four times. Well, well, well for, for those students, uh, the ocean is debt and the ship is them. <laughs> um, yeah, so just, I mean... This 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 false statement. This uh, I remember that that came out when the movie was still out too. That but is were... that is that because where we live? I mean, I wonder if that was like a bigger deal. Yeah, that's true. Where I don't we're, think Midwesterners are incredibly sensitive about having facts wrong about where we live. Yes, yeah. and Wisconsinites in particular. I'm sure that the elite coast did not care about factual accuracy in Titanic. Yeah, they probably just flew right over that fact. Well, yes. we found someone who hasn't been to Wisconsin, James Cameron. That's right. You're not welcome, James. Yep, stay out. <laughs> you can't come to Summerfest. 
Uh, and then, and then uh, Jack starts to mansplain ice fishing. I actually had in my notes, mansplains ice fishing. <laughs> which is pretty self-explanatory. Right? There's, you don't need to describe ice fishing, do you? It, you put a hole in the ice and you fish. <laughs> Have you guys ever gone ice fishing? Yeah. What? I was just curious. From uh, Wisconsin. I went with uh, Cub Scouts, I believe, a couple times. As uh, an adult? Not as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I followed a, a short bus to the yes, ice. Uh, and I, I lingered about 50 yards away from a group of Cub I'm Scouts. I'm not allowed within 500 feet of any Cub Scout troops now. <laughs> Uh, Joe, do you have any ice fishing stories then? It's cold. Yeah. Do you, do you enjoy ice fishing? I haven't done it in a long time, but I, I, yeah, it's fun. Sure. I mean, much like, a, much like a lot of outdoor stuff in the Midwest, isn't the whole point just to drink and have a good time, which I'm not against, but yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's as fun as the company you're with. Yeah. yeah. I would say like many activities. Yeah. Yep. Like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is our ice fishing. Um, I have an ice fishing story. Okay. Um, I I used to go ice fishing when I was in high school because a lot of friends of mine were, uh, you know, I might have been a bit of an indoor boy. <laughs> but I had, plenty of, <laughs> I had plenty of friends who were, you know, really nice fishing. And I remember a particular time where we went and we, like, you know, had our ice shack or whatever and we were – we were drilling holes and doing the whole thing, and then we had our tip-ups, and then these um, these snowmobilers came flying through really oh, fast. The scourge of the ice fishermen. It's the scourge of everything, really. And then they just like <laughs> went flying over all our tip-ups. They ran over our tip-ups. This sounds we were- like the setup of uh, an '80s teen movie, <laughs> like yeah. the. The really preppy kids come through on their snowbills, and Rob and his nerd friends hatch some plan to get back at them. And then we thought they went to this house nearby. Um, and I don't know which scout decided, which one of us scouted out to decide, and that was the house they lived at. But they had plowed out, like, um, over the snow to build, like, a skating rink, like, over the ice. Not build a skating rink, but, you know, had a, yeah. a clear spot. And so we went out there and just drilled dozens of holes inside that to get them back to only find out later that that was not, that those people do not own snowmobiles. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> nice. Not a proud moment. Uh, Have you ever successfully executed revenge? That's the thing about vengeance is you probably shouldn't do it. You really, that dish would have been served cold too. Yes. Cold as ice. But it went to the wrong table. <laughs> yeah. And I, to be fair, to sort of expunge myself from this, I, uh, I was a, I was a bystander. I probably did cheer people on, but I did not drill any holes because I was too weak. <laughs> oh, that doesn't make your that that doesn't make. Did it you have an auger? Uh, yes, I didn't have an auger, but we had an auger. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take that much strength, as I recall. Well, it depends if you have like a gas one or if you have like a hand one. Hand ones are are tough. I guess it depends. I, like, I guess it depends how thick the ice is and yeah, how cold it is. Yeah, I was is. like fourteen or whatever. That was that was a lot for my little arms. Still would be. Um. So yeah, that's my ice fishing story. That. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Jack is right that falling into water that cold can be deadly. 
That Over is true. 8,000 people a year die from falling through ice. Really? 8,000 so, a year? I'm in assuming America, that's world. Or? I'm assuming that's worldwide, but it was from a publication in the northeastern United States. And it did not specify which area it was talking about. Have, and, have any of you ever fallen into ice ice water? No. No. Me neither. All right. I was hoping someone had a good story. If you do, remain calm and try to stay horizontal. Is that what you're supposed to do? Yes. I thought that was if the, a bear attacks you. Same thing. Which if is a the polar one? bear attacks you through ice, <laughs> stay aren't, horizontal. Aren't and you calm. supposed to uh, impure menacing to the ice? <laughs> it it does seem like generally in crisis situations, staying calm is a good first step, and often the most difficult one. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> um, his line here about the cold water is like a thousand knives hitting you all over. Um, that is exactly how a survivor of Titanic described being in the water. I think it's in A Night to Remember, but someone does mention that's what it's like. So, um, you know, it's sort of a neat use of that. And it does, obviously, you know, spoilers to our viewers. Um, we learn more about that. Yeah, this whole uh, this whole sequence talking about the water and whatnot, uh, I believe, would be what's called uh, Chekhov's Gun. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain Chekhov's gun to our listeners? Uh, Chekhov's gun is from uh, the playwright Chekhov, uh, not the Star Trek Chekhov. Uh, but basically, I forget which play it is in particular, but there's a gun that's shown very early on in the play, and it's specifically pointed out, and it becomes very relevant later on in the play. Basically, the principle is that if you're doing a screenplay or a story, and you make a big deal out of something, it better be for a reason. So we probably would have gotten this in Titanic without that, but it does really, I kind of think it does a good job of really, because you don't, I guess when I saw this for the first time, I hadn't really thought about the coldness aspect of the water. Like I'm sure I knew in theory, like, oh yeah, the ocean's cold. But then I, like, I feel like this actually does do a good job of setting that up like oh yeah probably like 33 degrees yeah i mean i think i think i would just assume like oh they drowned you know more so than the the cold Um, yeah or the or the propellers (laughs) um i don't have anything else i thought i did but i don't what do you think of uh i find no romantic chemistry whatsoever between these two people in this minute um, I think, I, I don't know about romantic chemistry. I think that they're, I think they have good chemistry in general. I think Jack is charismatic in this moment. Seems like a dork. As charismatic as you can be. Just a dumb way to have him meet. Uh, well, I mean, we've, we've kind of gone over that, yeah. but yes. Yeah, I know. It is. Yeah. It, is, it hasn't gotten any better so far. It is, it is, I feel like this is a bit, for our Tombstone Minute listeners, this is a bit like our uh, horseback riding sequence. Uh, in Tombstone, where it's like, ah, this is what do you do minute by minute? This is a really long scene. Yeah, I was a little light on notes this week, so well, so listeners, tune in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if you guys have anything else, well, I have our blast from the past. Yeah, let's do it. Google yeah. Group Monday. That's what I was going to yep. ask about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't have anything else. Uh, this one, I don't even remember how I found this. I generally I'll try to type in 
words or phrases or stuff that's relevant to the weeks, minutes we're talking about. But even the Google groups couldn't come up with stuff to talk about here. So, uh, so I just I found this random comment, and you'll you'll see about halfway through why I liked it. Uh, so oh, I forgot to grab the name, but this oh. I, I know it's from 1999. This person said. Uh, some people go to movies and expect the movie to act upon them while they sit passively in the darkness, munching popcorn. Godzilla, Twister, Scream 2. Other people oh, go to movies. I'm annoyed already. <laughs> All right, hold on. It redeems itself for you, Joe. Hold on. Okay. Other people go to movies and expect to be a participant in the filmmaker's journey. If they are alive and astute, they will usually be rewarded. And then parentheses, anyone who said Mission Impossible was hard to follow ought to be chemically castrated immediately. Wow. Oh, Holy man. cow. All right. I love Mission Impossible, and it is hard to follow. No one knows what happens in the first Mission Impossible. No. Brian De Palma, Tom Cruise, they don't know. Nope. And then he goes, so this finishes up. You, you, uh, you have to have gone clear in order to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay a substantial amount of money to have that revealed. Uh, great movies that demand your attention are The Godfather, L.A. Confidential, and to some degree, Titanic. What? If you can't remember the last name of the central character, maybe you should keep to your usual diet of Spice Girls, Baywatch, Home Improvement, and Shudder, Celine Dion. Which I don't really get, because he what? defends Titanic, and then at the end he throws in a Celine Dion burn. So I'm confused. Anyway. Wow. That guy had some... Had some he, stuff to work through on the internet. I'm sure he was very fun slash is fun at parties. Yes. Sounds really socially well adjusted. Yeah. So the test is if 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 someone says they saw a movie and they liked it a lot, you ask them what is the last name of the main character. Yeah, and I think that's bull. Because <laughs> I, I that's, yeah, it's terrible. Like I I'm just trying to think of random movies. Uh, I mean, who knows Luke's last name in Star Wars? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> well, I'm just or thinking- Indiana on that. Uh, Raiders of Lost Ark. Well, I'm just thinking of like the last movie I saw in the theater that I thought was really good. I saw Blade Runner 2049. I'm trying to remember Ryan Gosling's last name or if he had one. So it must have been a bad movie. Yeah, that's crazy. That's an insane take. Yeah. Um, well, do you guys have anything else for Minute 41? Nah. Let's shut her down. All right. Well, um, listeners will be back tomorrow with Minute 42 of Titanic Minute.